Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. All right, Dwayne, this is going to be an interesting topic because I think we've indirectly or maybe even directly spoken about this topic before, the the I, emotional um, dependent behaviors, I think what we're, what we're, um, discussing today. Okay. Um, and this is present in a lot of our, of our daily life, I feel like. Um, and so it's come up in other topics before, you know, um, emotion dependent behavior and within depression or anxiety, let's say. Um, but I think when we discussed it before, you were really looking at kind of rigid behavior that comes up within certain um, emotional states, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the idea that, um, well, I, I, I see this a lot with clients that have a goal in mind and they'll say, well, I'm, I'm going to try this thing as soon as I feel confident or as soon as I feel um, uh, motivated to do it. Mm-hmm. As if they're looking for that feeling to be present in order for them to start pursuing some type of behavior. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Is that is? Am I getting to this? Sure. Yeah. Correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see this a lot with, um, and I think we've talked about it a lot within like depression or anxiety, because those are um, really uh, significant emotional states that people feel like sometimes they're unable to do certain behaviors because of the way they feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt really anxious, so I didn't go to that thing. I stayed home. Or I felt so awful that I just I couldn't go to work or I couldn't go to school or I couldn't do this thing. Um, and those are really kind of clear examples of emotionally dependent behavior mm-hmm. where people are choosing behaviors basically based off of how they feel. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right? Right. So it's very emotionally laden, but I see that as like the the overall or the 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 underlying framework is more of like this rigid um, if then kind of thing, a conditionality, right? It mm-hmm. involves emotion, yeah, right? But it's it's still very much like rigid if then, like if I feel confident, yeah, then I'll do that. Right now, I don't feel confident, then I won't do that, right? Yeah. So it's very emotionally laden, but I think it's, it's um, uh, uh, embedded in a uh, more fundamental, like, rigidity, like, if-then kind of rigidness. Yeah, and I guess practice long enough. I, I, I'm thinking of a client who um, has kind of passed on applying for a few pr- promotions at work. Um, because he just doesn't feel confident enough. That's how he describes. It. I don't feel confident or, or um, good enough to do that. And so he's he he wants to feel more confident before he applies for these um, positions. And it has nothing to do with what his qualifications are, sure. or his past experiences. It's more about this internal feeling that he feels needs to be there in order for him to apply for a position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you and know, I guess you teach yourself that you must feel that thing in order to do these behaviors. Right. So then once you've taught yourself that, now you're scanning for its presence or maybe its magnitude, right? Maybe it's not yeah. even like, is it present or not? Like, how confident do I feel? Do I just feel a little, right? Um now you're scanning for it, um, looking for it, all the while not doing the thing. Yeah, so closely related to like motivation. I don't, I don't feel motivated. Mm-hmm. And, and there's another thing that people can get in the habit of scanning for constantly. Do I feel motivated? How much motivation do I think I have to do this thing? And, mm-hmm. 
motivations a really elusive kind of construct. So if you get in the habit for scanning for your feelings in order to do certain things, you can see how problematic that might be. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Because the scanning process um, might interfere with your experience, right? By just scanning, you might interfere with it and might alter how you feel, right? Um, but then you're relying upon a feeling to then make the decision to do the yeah. thing or not, but then you're altering how you feel. So yeah. it's this endless, futile exercise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All the while, you're all like, you know, worked up. and. It reminds me of like when you ask little kids how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. They don't know. Uh-huh. You know, they haven't even thought of it for a little while usually. And you're like, hey, how you doing today? How are you feeling? And they're like, you can see them like make up a story as they're talking. <laughs> oh, pretty good. Uh, you know, and yeah. So if you're scanning, you're almost kind of creating uh, a mood almost or, or an emotion mm-hmm. as you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel motivated? That that idea that you need to feel a certain thing, I think is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... Um, I did counseling with uh, veterans, and so you'd talk to these uh, young soldiers who'd been through war, um, and um, you know, they, they for for them, they don't get the idea that they they have to not be afraid to enter a fight. Mm. You know, but it, but it's very similar to like the only way I can enter this gunfight is if I'm not afraid at all. Right. Well, then it would never happen, um, because a lot of what they'll talk about is how they were terrified throughout you know, and maybe not thinking about that so much, but they knew how they were feeling. But right. it, it'd be odd if you saw a soldier say, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to enter this fight when I don't feel afraid. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you know, it's almost like, and, and therein lies the trap, right? Because like in that example, um, the things that you have to run towards pull for your basic human instinct, Mm-hmm. to respond in a fearful way, mm-hmm. right? This mm-hmm. could be dangerous. I could die from this, mm-hmm. right? So every instinct is like, be fearful, yeah. <laughs> run, right? Um, so then therein lies the trap, right? Because now you're requiring yourself to not be fearful, yeah. to feel strong, brave, whatever um, y- you would have it, to then um, perform your duties or take appropriate actions, right? Then you may may, may not be able to. Yeah, it's unlikely, mm-hmm. you know, in, in some situations that you're not going to feel afraid or, you know, every time you end, uh, I'm thinking of my client for the promotion, um, it's likely that you're going to feel somewhat insecure as you throw your hat in the ring with a bunch of other people that, you know, are equally or, or even slightly more capable than you are. Um, so that so if, if you just never throw your hat in the ring, ooh. Uh, because you don't feel confident, then man, you're you're going nowhere fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, over the weekend, we watched um, it's an animated sh- uh, movie, uh, The Good Dinosaur. It's just about like a, a little dinosaur, very physically smaller and just really meek, and he's very fearful. But dad's strong, powerful, you know, dinosaur, and so <laughs> um, it's that the conflict is that like just just be stronger, tougher, you know, mm. sturdier, um, and then of course that. 
maybe a spoiler alert, <laughs> um, but in the end he finds himself and then he learns, you know, what it means to, to, to coexist with fear, how to use it and all mm -hmm. that stuff. So I really mm -hmm. love that movie, but it, it spawned a conversation, really meaningful conversation with my daughter who's six and a half. Right. And, um, she's like, mama. So, so, um, Arlo is the little dinosaur. Arlo, um, he was brave. Like he, he wasn't scared at the end. I'm like, is that true? Like he stopped being scared or what, what made him brave? And so she's like, well, what, it's when you're not scared. And so I facilitated her in talking about, no, I think he was still scared. What makes you brave is that you still do the thing that makes you scared, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're not scared and it's easy and it's fun and exciting, then no bravery is necessary, no bravery right? right? It's a simple thing, right? So it was a really remarkable opportunity for us to kind of talk and really connect, right? Um, but yeah, she went in thinking like, he's changed now. He's brave now because mm -hmm. he's no longer afraid. Mm -hmm. And my clarification was, no, he's brave because he is afraid mm -hmm. and he still does that challenging thing yeah, yeah. Um, and, and learns about himself, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Always the psychologist. Yeah, I guess I can't. Even, yeah. Yeah. Even with Arlo the dinosaur. It's good though. <laughs> and then of course her moral of the story, she came back with like one concrete, tangible thing. I'm like, no, we have to broaden <laughs> and generalize this moral. You misunderstood <laughs> the whole movie, kid. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a, a, a beautiful way to, to put that though, that, um, well, and, and I think that's the, the trap that you can find yourself in, though, that, again, that reasoning that in order for me to do the brave thing, I have to not be afraid. I mean, no, that's, that's yeah. really it's, I'm a, afraid. a paralyzing thing. So then you get in the habit of saying, oh, I'm afraid, therefore I'm not ready to do right. the brave thing. Um, and that can be really problematic. Right. Yeah. And then, of course, not doing things is what stands in the way of you testing the bounds of your uh, of, of what's possible or figure out what's impossible or areas for growth and improvement, et cetera, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. By not engaging in things that um, push your comfort level, right? Mm -hmm. you, you don't get to explore those parameters and even stretch them. Yeah, I think emotionally dependent behavior is a great way to short circuit building confidence. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to like derail that process for yourself. If you only do what you feel like you should do, or you only do things that when you feel like you want to feel when you do them, um, man, is it a great way to deride your own or, or, or deplete your own self-confidence. Um, and, and you'll become more confident when you realize that it doesn't really matter how you feel you're capable of doing whatever it is you need to do. X, mm -hmm. Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah. And, and related, related to that, I also think of it as like, you know, um, uh, because I'm a um, mom to little kids, so I have like a mom example. Like sometimes you just want to uh, go out with your friends, right? But maybe you leave um, your kids with a babysitter and you feel somewhat guilty, right? Mm -hmm. Um um, and so you're like, oh, because I feel guilty, then maybe I shouldn't go. But even though I really want to go, um, but because I feel guilty for leaving them behind, maybe I shouldn't go mm. or maybe I shouldn't want to go. Um, so putting me in a position um, to kind of feel like I have to reconcile that somehow because mm -hmm. I want to go out, but I feel guilty. So I shouldn't go out. So I shouldn't go out, right? Um so I think related to, that's related to what we're talking about here, which is, um, do we have to resolve that? Just sim the same thing with the bravery thing. Like, can you still go out and make some room for that 
guilt. You don't have to pay attention to it, fan it, uh, feed it, or, you know, do anything. But can you still do that anyway, mm -hmm. right? Um, so being able to, like, n not feel the need to reconcile seeming or apparent um, inconsistencies, right, or incongruences. Yeah. Um, I can go out and feel guilty, or I can feel guilty and be excited and go too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can I can have that emotion without it determining what I have to resolve. Right, like you said, resolving it, getting mm -hmm. rid of it, um, avoiding it altogether. And guilt's a big one because, um, man, it, so so much of the time, if you're pursuing something you want, there might be somebody affected by that. You know, and, right? Um, yeah, you're going out with your friends. Your your kids may not get that time with you. Um, you you go off on a weekend. Maybe your partner's left at home. Um, you know. Uh, jealous that they can't go with you. Uh, and so guilt is one of those emotions. It seems like right. um, it'd be awful to have your behavior constantly determined by guilt. Right. And so if you do the if then thing, right, like in the requirement of I got to have zero guilt, like, uh, oh, yeah. right, um, to then do that thing. Yeah. Well, since I have some guilt, maybe I shouldn't do that thing, yeah. <laughs> right? So uh, again, this like rigid if-then conditions that have to be met, right, um, for me to proceed with the with the action with the behavior. Well, and so many of life's choices are kind of you know two things are pitted against each other, and, and both decisions might have some guilt involved with them. If you do one, you can't do the other, and 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 so man, you're really stuck then. If mm -hmm. guilt is the t determining factor for what you do, right? Um, that's brutal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, I guess to, to really get better at this practice, kind of leaning into emotions that are not exactly congruent, uh, with the behavior, you know, a, a dorky example of this is the gym, right? Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes you, you're like going to exercise and you're like, oh, I don't feel like doing this at all. <laughs> I don't want to do this. That's a, that'd be a good, a good time to practice would be like, yeah, I'm going to the gym, right? I want <laughs> right. to practice going to the gym, even though I don't feel like doing it. Um, or, or just kind of when you notice that you're not feeling like doing something, that's a great time to maybe practice doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 I think of it this way, that in those moments, try to adopt the, the and, right? Like, um, I'm tired and I want to go to the gym, mm -hmm. right? Like, mm -hmm. but, but you're like, well, I want to go to the gym. I know this is important to me. This is like my new year's resolution, whatever it is, mm -hmm. right? I'm going to be really happy. I go, but I'm so tired. When you inject the butt in there, right? Yeah. Now you bias your brain into like, how do I reconcile that, that polarity, that inconsistency? I want to go, but I'm so yeah, tired. Right? Yeah. So now how do I make them fit, resolve them, reconcile them somehow versus like, I want to go and I'm tired. I think it's in the and that then allows for you to troubleshoot. Yeah. But then the but distracts you from the potential practical tr troubleshooting that could be done and more on just how do I reconcile something that doesn't need to be reconciled and I, and I feel, or I can't feel be. Feeling tired-ish or, um, you, know, you know, so much of that you go home at the end of the day and you're like, oh, I want I need to do that thing, but I feel tired. Mm -hmm. um, that's a great place to start. It's a low-risk place to start um, to, to really start that and, right? Um, you know, I told myself I'd straighten out my garage. I just got home. Oh, I need to do the garage, but I'm so, wait a minute, hold on. I'm so tired and I'm going to go ahead and straighten out some of the yes. garage. Yeah. It's a low level kind of risk wise thing to practice, start leaning into mm -hmm. doing those things that yep. you don't feel like doing. 
Right. And the and, I think, facilitates you in doing it anyway, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Rather than the but. Because now the but, it's like, oh, it's, 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 contradictory somehow and if it's contradictory what do I do yeah well it literally points out that you can feel a certain way and yes do certain things yeah yeah which is the point hey everyone Dwayne and I really appreciate you listening to our podcast please rate us on iTunes and if you have any questions or comments or topics you'd like us to discuss please let us know in the comment section as well thank you thank you